What's up, you guys? Hey, it's Chaz Foster, the Chaz Way podcast, and I'm so excited to bring you week number 12, which is so crazy. Uh, the year's flying by. Lots of cool and exciting things happening. And this week, I'm joined by Jessica Dennehy, who is an author, and she's a mom, and she's a business owner, and she is a rock star in so many different ways. Um, so I know of Jessica because I had the chance to interview a good friend of mine, uh, Danny Galvez, back months ago. And so I like to ask the guests every week, hey, so tell me about a couple of books. And of course, Danny, like, you know, I mean, he's definitely a book guy. I asked the right guy when it comes to books. And he, one of the, the very first things he talked about was Pivot and Slay. And I interrupted him. I'm like, dude, that's the coolest name ever, right? So immediately <laughs> I, I text my girlfriend and I, I said, this is the coolest book name. So she ordered it and then I ordered it and your book had just hit, I think just hit Audible like that week. Um, and so anyways, Danny told me about you and then about your book. And then you run in a circle of, you know, with Apex and, um, and then of course, Breakthrough Academy and, and, um, and that big group in Dallas. And so anyways, uh, I'm excited to kind of know a little bit about the circle that you're around. And, um, I just know you're a rock star. And so I thought, well, I want to know this person and uh, I've gotten into your book a bit and I love what you, what I feel like you represent, but what I can tell you guys to our friends that are listening and watching today is that Jessica is, as I said, a business owner and she's a mom and, and she's got a cool, crazy story that I'm excited for her to share. She's also been a, like a wall street attorney, which is super cool. Um, she's written at least two books. Is it two books, Jessica? Yes. Okay, perfect. Um, and she'll tell you more you guys, but I just wanted to bring her on to kind of share um, a little bit about her life. And then also just like remind you guys that you can totally pivot and you can totally slay each day of your life. And I love following Jessica on Instagram because I feel like every day, if I need a reminder, which I'm one to try and share the same thing, like remind people every day, like you're so worthy, like just make an adjustment. Your day can be great. You do the same thing in your own way. And I love that because I think it's so important that we constantly give reminders, you know? So um, Jessica, tell us a little bit about yourself, introduce yourself and where are you from? <laughs> Hi, first of all, thank you so much for having me. Um, I love Danny Galvez. I'll just put that out there first because he's just so amazing. And he helped me produce my audio book, which was a really cool experience. And I'll get into it in a second. Um, but <clears throat> I am from New York. That's where I am right now. I live in Long Island with my two daughters who are seven and nine. And Pivot and Slay is my company, is also the title of my first best-selling book. And it's a title that is very meaningful to me um, and kind of came up very naturally because I just am such a strong believer in you can have the best laid plan. And a lot of us, we're type A and we're kind of like really attached to our plan. But what do we all know? life is going to throw you a curveball. And yes. so if you're too attached to the method, then you lose sight of the goal. And I want people to know like, yes, it's important to have a plan and to be intentional and to be purposeful, but you cannot do so in such a rigid way that you're unable to pivot because it's going to happen. Nothing is going to go as planned and you have to be able to adapt to the circumstance so that you can still push forward and succeed and slay the goal that you had in mind. And um, when I was thinking about the name of my company, because I really wanted to help people, I want to help entrepreneurs. I love small businesses. I love small business owners. They're really gritty and uh, feisty. And I like that. And I, I'm that. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to help those people. And I have a lot of experience from the corporate world. Like you said, I worked on Wall Street as a lawyer. 
Um, then I've owned a business for the past 10 years. I opened up a new business. Um, you know, I know a lot about business in a lot of different perspectives, and I just wanted to share my knowledge. And the biggest takeaway I wanted people to get when they see me or see my company is it's okay to adapt in the moment and trust your gut because that's what's really going to help you succeed. And wow. so that's kind of where the business concept came from. And my book is titled the same because that's how important it is to me. And the book is about all of my pivots in life and how, you know, sometimes, and I wrote a post about this today on Instagram, Sometimes you just have to trust the journey a little bit more and trust yourself. If you surrender to the journey and you kind of just keep your head down and you keep doing the work and you stay consistent and you kind of follow your gut and your intuition, what I call the inner compass, it will lead you in the right direction, but you have to be adaptable. Otherwise you'll miss the whole amazingness that life's trying to offer you. Oh, absolutely. I think that's so true. What a great reminder. And I think the other piece of that is that, yes, you have to be adaptable. Yes, you have to be open to trust the journey. You also have to be, you have to have your eyes open to the journey. I think yeah. sometimes we get so complacent and we just live life. Um, and I think that's something that I just, I want everybody to understand, like, don't, don't, don't settle in life, like always be following the next greatest thing. And I think if you have a target in mind, and you put these pieces of action that you just mentioned into place, that's what's going to bring you the greatest joy. That's going to bring you the fulfillment. That's what's going to allow you to, to chase your dreams, to follow your heart, to go for whatever brings you the most, the most value, the most joy ever. But again, you've got to have your mind open to follow that journey, to, to follow, to follow the journey, but also to, to, um, to just to be open to it, you know? Well, there's so many levels of awareness that really, if you practice honing that skill, it will catapult your life in so many ways. Because when you're saying open your eyes to it, I think, I think what you mean, and correct me if I'm wrong, is just be aware of the things that are happening in your body, in your mind, in your business, in your life, because there are signs all around you about how you can push yourself, how you can change things you're unhappy with, how you can live a better life that brings you more joy. But what happens in my opinion, when people get complacent is they're just resisting all of that intuition. They're not listening to it. They're either not dialed into it. So they don't have an awareness of it, or they're just resisting because we're all born with this innate ability to just follow our gut because we have, when we're, when we're born, we have no knowledge, right? So we just feel. So if you're a baby and a, an adult is very nervous to hold you, you feel that energy before you understand what it means, okay? You have that skill right now still. That doesn't go away. It's just that we ignore it because we start to grow our mind and our intelligence and our intellect and then we start ignoring those visceral feelings and your inner compass is really that visceral moment where you in your body feel like you should do something, maybe take a risk, maybe change your life, maybe change your spouse, maybe change your job, right? Big, scary things. And your brain is like, hold up. This is not safe, right? But anytime I felt inclined to do something and I followed my intuition, I always slayed it. Every time I talk myself down from that initial reaction, I failed because my heart is genuinely telling me what is right for me. It's just whether you choose to listen to it or you resist. 
Perfect. So on that note, I'm glad you stopped down for a second. So back up to where you said, anytime I, you don't quote me on your words, but basically anytime I, you, you were faced with that, like you slayed it. So there had to be a shift in your mind at some point where you chose to slay it. You chose to attack. Where was that mindset? Is that, is, did, have you always had that? Where did you make a shift in your mind where you chose to slay it? Well, I've always had really strong instincts, um, but I also had a really strong uh, fear of failure because like many of the listeners, I'm sure, because I think many of us share this trait, I, I, I want to win. And so if there's a chance I can't win, I feel embarrassed, right? Like this is my old self. I, I felt embarrassed. Like what if I fail? Um, I wasn't as strong as I am right now or confident as I am right now. But I always had these like really, you know, strong instincts. And the first, I'm sure there are others, but I think the most impactful moment in my life where I realized if I just followed my gut, things happen to work out. Um, And that doesn't mean like, I just follow it and flow and everything. No, I'm still doing the work. I'm still, I'm still putting in the effort, right? There's still effort. It's just that I'm flowing with the opportunities as they come instead of trying to construct them myself in a perfect world where I can control everything. Okay. So by that backdrop, um, I was a straight A student all of my life. Um, until I went to law school, (laughs) but I got into, um, you know, I graduated like summa cum laude from my college and I couldn't get into any of my law schools that I really, really, really wanted to go to. I was so disappointed in myself. I got into law schools that were, that were actually very good, but they just were not good enough for me at that moment. I just felt like, you know, I wanted more and I was frustrated. So I got waitlisted at my two top schools and I was devastated. So I decided that instead of going to a school anywhere, I would wait and reapply and try to get some life experience. So I got this like legal adjacent job. It really was, I was, I was like a paralegal basically. And I was about to start in September. Um, and it was around the middle of August and my parents were moving from Connecticut to Florida from the house I grew up in and the whole house is packed up. And I'm like, fine, I don't start work for two weeks. So I'll just move you down there and come back up and start my job. So I'm sitting on the floor. There's no, (laughs) there's no furniture or anything like that. And we have a landline because that's what happened in, you know, 2006. And it was, yeah, something like that. The phone rings, the landline phone, which is about to be disconnected. And it is the school I have been waiting to get into telling me that class starts tomorrow and I'm going to be removed from the wait list if I want to start tomorrow. And I was like, what? Like part of me was like, oh my God, I'm in. And part of me is like, oh my God, I'm in. Right. Right? And this was a pivotal, pivotal moment for me. So for anyone who's not familiar with law, law school sucks and the people there suck too. And they're all a bunch of egotistical assholes. Excuse me if I'm not allowed to say that. Say whatever Um, you want. But they get their assignments in like the beginning of July and they have six or eight weeks to go through all the assignments and read all the cases and be so smart. And when you get to law school on the first day, they call on you randomly to scare the crap out of you. Right. Wow. So now I'm starting the net. I'm it's like seven o'clock at night. I'm starting the next morning. I have no books. I have no computer. I have, I have not read a thing. 
And I'm about to walk in to the lion's den with people who are so cutthroat that, you know, and they have something to prove on day one. And I'm like, crap, what do I do? Do I make, do I take this imperfect action and just go for it? Because who knows if this opportunity is ever going to come around again. Right. Or do I wait and wait and wait until it's like the perfect time and the perfect place and the perfect scenario. And that's really the first moment, like something inside of me said, just effing do it, just do it and see what happens. And I did. And so the next day I drove straight home to New York from my parents' house. I drove, they moved to Florida without me. I drove to New York. I started school the next day, totally, completely not prepared at all. And it was freaking hard and it sucked. I'm not going to sit here and be like, and then the rest is beautiful history. It sucked. But I thought I, I need to be here. Like, this is where I'm supposed to be. And everyone thought I was insane. Like I had no, I had no loans. I had nothing. I had zip, zip, zip. So most people thought I was crazy. I did it anyway. I quit that job that I was supposed to go to before I even started. They were not happy, but something inside of me was saying, do it. And so I think that's the moment for me where everything changed because every time I was faced with a decision after that, I followed my gut because that one time it made me, I didn't understand why I should be there or why my, my gut was telling me to go, but I followed it. And then it all, everything fell into place after that. And it was the weirdest thing. And I had never experienced that before. So anytime I was second guessing myself, I remembered that moment. And since then things have gotten a lot easier to take a risk on and, you know, to, uh, to not understand things fully and still march ahead anyway. Mm-hmm. I love that. Not understand things fully and still march ahead anyway. I, you know, I talk, I think about often um, just do things messy. Like it's okay that they're not perfect. Just do it. Just move forward. Just pull the trigger. Just be in action. You know, uh, messy action is better than no action for sure. Uh, yeah, I always say wrong decision over indecision. And that's actually a chapter of my book because I live my life by that. I'd rather make a wrong decision and then, you know, learn from it and fix it than not act at all. And then never know what could have happened. Uh Yeah, absolutely. So, so you go to law school, it was challenging. It's some of it sucked. And when, I, and when you, most of it, you're so, I love your, I love your just like being so blunt about it. So you get through that. And what does it look like after that? You get through law school and what's next? Yeah. So I got my dream job. Like that's what I'm talking about. Like things I put my head down. I did the work. I got through a lot of ups and downs. I got my first seat ever went through that whole heartbreak, pushed out of my comfort zone with public speaking. I used to be terrified. Now I'm a speaker. Like it's all crazy. So um, I really wanted to work on Wall Street and I found um, an opportunity to get an internship there. Another pivot I took, right? I took a non-paying job when I had no money because I thought maybe this can turn into something more. And it did. I impressed them. They hired me after law school. Now I have my dream job. I'm working on Wall Street, I'm regulating the stock exchange. I'm a do-gooder. I'm having so much fun. I love it. And about... 10 years in, (laughs) I was like, I don't really love this anymore. I don't love it. It was probably around year seven that I started to be like, ah, this isn't lighting me up. And I'm not sure that this is for me. It was another scary moment. Like, I'm not sure the thing I spent 
hundreds of thousands of dollars on and countless hours and work so hard to get to, I'm not sure I want to do it anymore. Like what? Another moment where everyone thought I was nuts. And um, I kind of agreed at the time. I'm like, this is nuts, but it is how I'm feeling. And so that's how my journey into entrepreneurship really started um, because I just, it just didn't feel right in law for me anymore. <laughs> that's crazy. Um, I just lost my, ah, my headphones went out. Um, okay. Well, that's cool. So when that happens and when you said that's when you shifted into entrepreneurship, what was the spark there? So obviously burn, I don't want to use, maybe burning out wasn't the thing, but there wasn't the spark. Where did the creative shift move into the entrepreneurship side? Well, for me, the, the spark is pushing my limits. I really like to learn and evolve. And I felt like I couldn't do that anymore in this industry. So there were options to be lawyer, another kind of lawyer, a different type of lawyer, switch jobs, but like something about the law just made me feel really caged. And I wanted to like have more freedom, freedom, you know, to work a schedule that was better for me because I'm very efficient and I can pull a lot out of me in a short time frame if I do it in the time that's most optimal for me. But when you're working in the corporate world, you don't have that opportunity. So I wanted time freedom. I wanted to be home with my kids more. I wanted freedom to like run my own life and, you know, have a better harmony between living life and being a career woman because there's not a lot of harmony in law. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't like I just thought, oh, I'm going to open a business. Like that wasn't how it really worked because I was still pretty risk averse at that point. But I was married and my husband at the time, we're divorced now. He was super creative and like the polar opposite of me. Like he would live off a penny for a year if it meant he could spend all his money like building something of his dreams. He's a super true visionary. And he had a great idea. He was unemployed and had this great idea of a business. And I was working and had a, a nest egg and thought, I'll invest in this business idea because it's cool and let's see what happens. I never thought that I would eventually leave my job to go all in on the business or thereafter open businesses of my own. At that point, that's not what I thought would happen. But again, I just surrendered to the moment. It felt right. We were, I was a week away from having a baby. So everyone again was like, this is crazy. How are you going to spend all your money on a business concept? And I'm like, I don't know. I just feel like it's the right move. I can't explain it more than that. And I don't have to, because it's my life. Yeah. So let's do this. And then we did it and it just blew up. And I've like the, through that experience, I started to get my own creative juices flowing mm. um, and kind of hone in on my own inner entrepreneur. Okay, awesome. So tell me about the business. Well, it's a luxury barbershop, um, okay. which 10, it's been open for 10 years now. So 10 years ago, that wasn't really a thing. Um, barbershops are kind of just like, you know, you little mom and pop shop, you come in, it's not really that interesting. Mm -hmm and the haircuts are inexpensive and whatever. So we took that and elevated it to something that wasn't a salon for women. It was a place for men, but an elevated experience, not just okay. the place you'd normally go. So people just went crazy for it in our area. And so a couple of years later, about two years later, we were in a spot where we're like, we should continue the momentum and open another shop. So I exited my nine to five to go all in and we opened a second location 
in the middle of that, we got divorced, but that location was flourishing. We're great business partners. Um, at two years after that, we opened a third one overseas in the Dominican Republic. And then we were about to open a fourth when COVID hit. So we haven't gotten to the fourth one yet because, okay. um, you know, things have shifted a little bit, but we can, we're going to continue growing that business. And I just, I've learned so much about how to run a business and how to conceptualize business and how to take risks and how to trust myself all through business ownership over the last 10 years. Yeah. And it's been a really crazy ride, but it's super fulfilling because I never stopped learning. And I think that's the thing that continues to drive me forward. Whereas at the stock exchange, I got stunted. Now the opportunities for me to grow are really endless. Yeah, that's awesome. And that's, it's awesome and it's so real. And I, I hope everybody gets to experience that someday is endless possibilities. And that comes with your willingness to take risks, first of all, but also to have a desire for freedom. And whether that's time freedom, financial freedom, um, or I was talking to somebody recently, uh, maybe a few weeks ago on a podcast, and they use the word control, having some control of their life. And I, I said, you know, maybe that's a better word than freedom. And it's control. It's some control of your life, not control in a uh, I like to be controlling, but in a, I get to make control of some of my own decisions, you know, um, and that's what when you when you choose to allow yourself to be put in that position, that's when you get to do some of the things that you're talking about that you've gotten to do over the last 10 years, you know, for me, like the biggest freedom that I I am most in tune with every day is alignment freedom, because I feel when I'm in an environment that doesn't really align with who I am, I feel very caged and hampered. And I don't enjoy that. I don't think most people do, but you know, if you have this entrepreneurial spirit to go out and create a company and a culture in that company that aligns with you and a work lifestyle that is aligned with what you desire, whatever that is, I think there's just so much more happiness in that. And with Pivot and Slays, my coaching company, I get to choose who I work with and I filter them through the lens of what I stand for and what my company stands for. And if you don't match up to that, that's okay because the world needs many of us different mm -hmm. unique folks to, to make it go round. But I don't have to work with you. I don't have to take you. I get to choose who's in my space, who I push my energy to, who I pour into, I get to choose that. And there's some, there's a, an immense amount of freedom in that. When someone comes to me for a job, I get to choose whether I believe they're a good fit or not, instead of just having the cards dealt for me. And I think that is the biggest shift in happiness in my life, in business ownership versus corporate life. Yeah, that's awesome. Before I forget, tell me about the Dominican Republic real quick. You said location number three was in the Dominican. How did that come about? Well, okay. So through the, through the several years that we were open up until that point, I think we had five years under our belt at that point, we had gone through a lot of different staff and the, the ones who resonated most with our culture and the, our leadership style were Dominicans and they're great barbers. They have great work ethic. They're really precise, but they're very quick. It's, it, it's so awesome. They're just so great. And so a lot of our staff was Dominican at that point and still is. And um, they were like, you would kill it over there. We should open up another one. We have all these family members who are barbers. Like we could just staff it right up. And we're like, okay, let's do it. So we did it. Um, we ended up selling that one right, before, right at the end, very, very tail end of 2019. So we okay. don't own that one anymore. 
but it was such a cool journey. Um, the, the biggest thing that came out of that for me that I thought was the coolest was their internet stuff stinks. So like Facebook ads and Instagram ads that are popular here are not a popular form of advertising there. And their mail is very unreliable. So the best form of advertising is billboards. And so I got to be on three billboards in the Dominican Republic, which is super cool. Yeah. And I I really like honor that memory because when's that ever going to happen again? Yeah. I don't know. Not everybody <laughs> can say that, right? And what an awesome opportunity for you to like look at expand like you know, like that's actually super outdated here, right? So it gave you a chance to, um, you know, really look at like, you know, from a marketing standpoint, like, okay, well, yeah. this, I'm gonna to, what do you have to do? You get to pivot and adapt to what works there. So very cool. That's awesome. Another beautiful thing about that, that kind of plays into what I was just saying, alignment. You know, if you have a leader in a business, if you were, if you're, a, if you're an employee guys, and I know that some of you are, and there's nothing wrong with that, right? I don't want you to think that I'm like putting that down because if you work for a company where the leader understands culture and alignment, your experience as a staff member is going to be great. And I think for me as a leader in Mad Men Barbershop, going to the Dominican Republic and understanding that culture more when most of my staff was from there was a beautiful opportunity for me to come back and 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 show the staff how aligned we all are and kind of make those connections and you know develop the culture of the company further in alignment with all of that. So that was another takeaway for me as a leader. I grew a lot in that way just by being able to understand their cultural um, sense of pride and you know tradition. Yeah, that's super cool. Um, I've only been, I've been to the Dominican one time and I really enjoyed it. I mean, there's, there's obviously different areas for sure, but I really enjoyed it. And I thought the people were very cool there. So it's awesome that you've, you've been able to find some really awesome strengths in, and kindness and, and good work ethic in, in, in the people there. So, um, and I mean, frankly, you've been able to provide for some of those folks as well. So that's really yeah. cool. Hey, so talk about Pivot and Slay as a business. Like obviously the book's great. Um, and I want to talk more about the book for sure and how we can help people find the book, but let's talk about the business. So you actually get the opportunity to help people um, to do exactly that. So let's talk about the the entity of the biz of the business. You, you chose to name the business that, but what exactly does Pivot and Slay as a business do? So in Through Pivot and Slay, we empower entrepreneurs to pivot their mindsets, pivot their business so they can slay their goals and find their freedom. And it's really, you know, when you when you look at business coaches, a lot of them are going to give you like this business strategy and that business strategy. And that's great. Business strategies are amazing. However, if the person running the business is not showing up as their empowered CEO self, they're never going to properly implement all the amazing strategies. A lot of leadership is owning your power, showing up, standing in that power with confidence in a way that makes people want to work with you and work with you inside the business, work with you as clients. And so a lot of times what I find is not so much just the strategies that people are um, flailing with, but they're just not showing up the right way to lead the company. And it's not their fault. Like we all, as entrepreneurs, we get, when we open up, we're oftentimes consumed by all of the things and we're wearing all of the hats. And at some point in order to grow the business, you have to let go of that and become the leader. And it's hard because you have to give up control in that 
someone else is going to be doing tasks that you formerly did. And that's a control issue. You know, that's a problem. So it's more, I like to use um, strategies in my coaching style that we're going to weave back and forth between the business strategies and the strategies you can use on yourself to become more empowered and find that confidence that maybe you're lacking because most of us do lack confidence in certain areas of our life. And that's going to be different for everybody. So my program is very customized to the individual person. Um, but we have a, a little a community of all of the clients also, which is being, it's just so adorable to watch because they, they have friendships forming because they're all in the same boat and they're listening to me and my strategies, but it's nice for them to connect with others who are in that same um, problem area of business so that they can have some camaraderie. It's just, it's so nice. So that's, it's really about empowerment and leadership and finding that inner leader inside of you. That's wonderful. So you mentioned earlier, small business owners, and you talked about how much you love small business owners. So, you know, given what you just explained about your business and your coaching, does that, you know, if, if the, if somebody's listening today and, and maybe they are brand new to a small business or they've thought about breaking into um, ownership of their own, is, is, is that a good fit for somebody who, who's maybe just brand new to that field? Would, would this be a great fit for them? Yes, because I have two um, separate offerings. So the first, the one I just was talking about is for people who are in the thick of it already and their business is getting to the point where they want to scale and they really need to like own who they are in order to scale the business. But I just recently in January started a group coaching um, group that is really focused on people who are still trying to figure out what the next pivot is. So they're not really happy in what they're doing. They're looking to make a big life change and they need some help getting their footing in that, um, that new path that they're trying to carve. And so I have a group coaching option for them. And that's a, that's a really great thing too, for people, because again, you don't feel like a weirdo, right? Like there's p other people in this group who are going through similar things and feeling similar things. And as we go around the room and do a round table of who's going through what, everybody's kind of resonating with each other. And it makes you feel like you're not alone in your journey. And it's a beautiful thing because many of our normal, the people in our normal life, they're not going to understand the crazy ideas we have and, you know, the, the things we want to achieve. So it's nice to be in a room with people who get it. Mm, I'm going to repeat what you just said. Some of the people in our normal life don't really, uh, don't quote me. I always say that and then I butcher it, but basically people in our normal day-to-day -day life sometimes don't really get what we do or what we, what our vision is <clears throat> that can feel really alone. Yeah. Um, it, you know, um, as I got into like, uh, I was in network marketing and, and then, as I really grew into having a desire to become more over the last five or six years, the further I, my desires grew, the less people that were to my left and to my right. And I remember somebody said to me, there's a lot less people on the way to the top. And uh, that was not an ego driven statement at all, but it's very, so true to what you just said, as your desires grow, like you really do have a lot less people there. And so it's, it's so cool what you just said. And I hope that people will really take that to heart. Like if you need community, that you've got to go seek it. You've got to go you find do. community because it can feel very alone. And there was, I'm going to be honest, like probably in my last five or six years of being driven to grow, there was, it was years before I had to snap out of the fact that if I keep talking about being alone, that's exactly what I'll be. Cause for a lot, I kept thinking, yes. I'm so alone in this. Nobody gets oh. it. Nobody gets it. And I thought, well, as long as I say it, that's what I'll be, you know? 
and I finally had to start, you know, finding community. And then I also had to realize, and I, I, I love to touch on this because, and in fact, I wanted to, let, let me tie into this real quick. So you obviously are based in, um, in New York. However, what you're talking about, because we live in this fabulous world, thank you, COVID, we live in an amazing world where we can actually talk to people all over the world. So what you're offering is not brick and mortar, like people can virtually have all these tools, all these classes, all these strategies from anywhere, right? Like this isn't, yes. nobody has to think, well, but I'm not in New York. No, I, I have clients from all over the country and I do, I'm doing a meetup actually with them all in a few weeks, which is cool. fun so that we can all be face to face. And, you know, I started an entrepreneur group that's also virtual and free. It's just a community of people on Facebook um, to get people together and I'm going to be doing meetups. So there's virtual time. Um, and then if you want, you know, to come to the meetups that's available too, because I know some people do enjoy that like face to face. Yeah. Um, but no, you can do it all virtually. And that is a beautiful thing. It is. And to your point, guys, the voice you hear the most is your own voice. So whatever you say to yourself in your mind that no one else hears, that's the most important stuff that is being said to you every single day. And we, we say this in a positive way, right? What you focus on, um, you get what you focus on. That we always say that about like, focus on your business, because then that's how you bring you new business. But it's also true for negative stuff. So if you focus on your loneliness, you're perpetuating your loneliness, right? Mm. Speak into the universe what you want to happen and go seek that out. Because the more you tell yourself, I'm alone, here I am, look, another instance of me being alone, you will continue to seek that out and you will continue to find it. So- Make sure that you have a very positive dialogue going on in your head because it's really more important than you ever give it credit for. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, so if somebody is, you know, does have a curiosity or interest in this, where is the best place? Where do you like people to find you? Do you prefer the socials or is there a .com? I have it all, guys. Uh, I run my own social media pages. So you can always DM me there at, at the Jessica Dennehy. Um, that's on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. And then you can find me and my book and my coaching program all on pivotandslay.com. Perfect. Okay, cool. And that'll all be listed in the description as well. But some people have different preferences on where they like people to land. So I will make sure that's all listed for sure. So Jessica, talk about where you are in life today. What's going on your book? Well, let's just talk about the book right now. What's going on with the book? So I have two books. My first book is Pivot and Slay, which is really about my journey on how I've pivoted through my life and succeeded. And I went from a Wall Street, um, I went from actually a a law school, um, not accepted anywhere, you know, straight A students not getting accepted to being a Wall Street regulator to to building out a business, uh, to running a business with my ex-husband, and then eventually going into my own business, Pivot and Slay. So I'll take you through my whole journey and I'll give you actionable ways to, you know, pivot your mindset and, you know, become stronger mentally. And then I have a second book, which also hit bestseller called Startup Legends, which is a book I wrote with some of my other badass friends, And we actually go through strategies of how to open a new business. Um, So that's a very tactical book, but also really important if you're looking to start up your business. Startup legends. Okay, cool. And that one is out as well. Yes. Pivot and Slay is in hardcover, paperback, Kindle, and audiobook. Uh, Startup legends is not audio yet. So we're working on that. But um, yeah, they're both really good. You can find them both on my website. And 
there was another question you asked, but now I forgot what it was. So I'll just, I don't know. Let yeah, you yeah. talk. So, <laughs> so guys, just so you know, when you look at the description, whether you're YouTube or, or on the audio version of this, I will make the, it's so easy. There'll be a link. You won't even have to search for this stuff. Just go find the description and you'll, the link will get you to, to the books we're talking about, to the websites, to the, to the Instagram, everything will be all there and it'll be made as simple as possible for you guys. I remembered your question. You said, what's going on? Yes, exactly. Where are you in your life? Mm -hmm. So I actually have something really exciting to talk about on this front. So I am so passionate about small business and I started an entrepreneur group that is, you know, one that anyone can join uh, from all over the country. But I really wanted to like kind of start to bring back that, you know, meetup feel where people can interact and and kind of get one-on-one attention and, you know, just meet other people now that the world is opening back up. So I started a local group and our very first meetup is tomorrow. And I'm really excited about that. So I have a bunch of people coming to hear me speak about how to grow their social media and monetize it. Um, and we're gonna, I'm going to do this monthly and I'm really excited about it because there's nothing like that here in Long Island where I live. And I opened up the group by saying, I'm not here to sell you shit. I just wanna see you win. I truly do. You will not be spammed. You will not be sold. You will not be pitched. I am just going to teach you crap I know, and it's going to be awesome. It's going to help you elevate your business. But more than that, you're going to get to meet other entrepreneurs in the area. And I got so much attention from it already that I um, I, I got connected to a celebrity chef in the area who's letting me host my next event next month in his big, beautiful restaurant with a big, beautiful stage. And I'm just so psyched because I'm finding people who are like-minded and passionate about small business like I am that are gonna help me elevate and build out this vision. And it's all just because that's what I am focusing on, right? I am focusing on helping people. And so I have now been connected with other people who want to help people. And the network continues, right? Because the mindset has shifted. And that is the power of network. And that is the power of mindset. Yeah, quick pro tip for anybody that's listening today that wants to expand who you are. Um, there's two words to what Jessica just said. And, that, and those two words are servant leadership. So what she just explained about what she's doing local can just be can just be simplified into servant leadership. Did you, did you understand what she just said? I opened this up to anybody who wanted to come and learn about social network, social media, and how they can monetize it. And I said, I'm not trying to sell you anything. I just, or, you know, pitch anything. I just want you to come and see what you can do. And here's what I've learned. And here's how I can share it. When you operate from a space of authenticity like that, you guys, the, the, the opportunity, and then all of a sudden, this celebrity chef got a person has this. Now there's this room to use, and your next event is going to have a bigger space. Um, like always, do things for the right reasons. But I'm telling you, and I'm telling you, when you do things for the right reasons and your heart is in the right space, it's crazy what happens. That's servant leadership right there, and then the blessings just flow like crazy. Hey, tell me about your daughters. They're all over your Instagram, and I love that. I have a 15 year old son. He doesn't. It's crazy because like he's all he's he's like a he's an Instagram guru like no like not a guru but like he's he's pretty cool on social media but it's funny he doesn't ever want to be on mine you know because like he's fifteen so he's too cool for dad stuff yeah but um but like we've we've been blessed to live a really fun cool life but uh but your kids are all over your socials and I love that so tell me about them like what's that what's that like do you guys do a lot together it, it looks like you do yeah we have a really close relationship um. 
their dad doesn't live near us. So it's just the three of us most of the time. And he, uh, they are just like little rays of sunshine. Like we're just really tight. We enjoy each other's company. They're still at the age where they think like my social media is cool and I'm cool. And they, they talk about me and they bring my book to school and it's just so adorable. But I just really, it's so important to me to be a good parent and to show these girls that they really, the world is their oyster and they can and do whatever they want in life if they, if they really want it. And I'm just trying to model to them that, you know, if you believe in yourself and your happiness comes from within instead of externally, then you will live a fulfilled life. And part of that was kind of helping them break out of their shell and go in front of strangers and just be who they are. So when they're on my Instagram, it's mostly us having dance parties, which uh-huh. is what we, we actually do that every single night. And one night we were just like, let's, let's do this on a reel and put it out there. And I just let them be them, right? Whoever that is. One's really girly and like kind of, uh, she doesn't care about anything. It's just like in your face, she won't say the right words and she doesn't really care what you think. And then the other one acts like she doesn't care, but she is more sensitive, but she's got like this badass look to her. So I just let them be them. And I think the more we've done it, the more they've come out of their shell and owned who they are and do that without, you know, any attachment and they get great feedback and that lights them up. And I think it's just a great way for them to become more powerful in themselves. Absolutely. And, and, and have the confidence as well, you know? Yeah. It's all about confidence. So you know how it is. If you walk in a room and you act like you belong there, then guess what? You belong there, you know, like you have to be confident to achieve things in life. Cause if you don't believe in yourself, no one else is going to do it. No one else is going to believe in you. You have to start with you. It all starts there and your happiness too. Yeah, for sure. Hey, so obviously books are your jam. Let's talk about before we wrap up here, tell me, um, tell me three books that you love, uh, that you would encourage somebody to read. Ooh, it's so hard. I read a lot of books. I usually have one. I'm an English major. Okay. Or I was, right? So I've read a lot in my life. So I actually really love novels. So I always have a novel and then a self-development book too. Um, So let's think, what have I read lately that I would recommend? Well, one of my favorite business books is um, by my friend Thomas Keenan. It's called Unfuck Your Business. It's a great way to um, get alignment in in your company culture by focusing on what it is that your company stands for, which he calls core values. So that's a really good book. Um, I also recently read The Surrender Experiment, which actually Thomas is the one who recommended it to me. And it's kind of, it's about what I was speaking about before, which is you let life bring you down the path just flow and surrender to the journey, Um, you know, work intentionally, but allow for that, like, you know, flow that don't fight against the flow. So that was a good one. Um, And the other one I would recommend for people who are really trying to scale, and this has been helpful to a lot of my clients, is Rocket Fuel, which helps you identify how to structure your business and who you need in what place so that you can really expand the business in the proper way. I need to, somebody else recommended that one. I need to look into that and I need to order it today because you're like the second or third person to tell me about that. I cannot think of the yeah. author, you know, off the top of your head. I don't remember now. Okay. I'm not going to look it up. That's okay. I'll look it up. 
Um, but those are okay. my business books that I would recommend. And for Perfect. my personal books, I love reading Jodi Picoult novels because she really takes it a, a topic that is very divisive. And our, our culture is very divisive, especially right now. And she creates characters and she intertwines them so that by the end of the book, you no longer know where you stand on an issue because you wow. can now see it from the opposite viewpoint. And I just wow. think that having that skill in life is super important because you want to be able to grow. And part of that is being around people who don't necessarily agree with everything you say because they can teach you something too. So I think that's an important reminder. That's so awesome. What a great reminder. And what a good, like, what, what a good thing to like, start thinking about, like, Hmm, interesting perspective for sure. Hey, a lot of, uh, a lot of our listeners are in the like, um, Texas, Oklahoma central region. Uh, I know you do a lot of work with, um, some of my friends in the Texas area. Are yeah. you traveling through for any events in the next couple of months where somebody, oh, you? Yes. Like we, I know you love to speak publicly. Where can somebody come find you if they want to see you live? Ooh, live. What do I have coming up? Okay. So coming up live, I have, well, I have an event tomorrow and I have another New York event in April. So that's both New York. I will also be speaking April 14th at the Apex Women's event. It's April 15th, Friday, April 15th at the Apex Women's event in Dallas. I'll be speaking in Tampa at the Influential Leadership event on May 13th. Yes. Ooh, Friday the 13th. Oh, wow. Spooky. Uh, yeah. So I got a lot of stuff coming up. So, cool. you know, just hit me up in the DMs if you want to know where I'll be. I share it all the time. If you follow me there, you'll see because I'm continuously announcing everywhere I'll be. And if you're in Texas, I'm there every month. Usually the first weekend of the month, I'm always flying to Dallas for something. And normally I get to speak a little bit at all the events. So awesome. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Hey guys, and do, and do yourself a favor, make sure you go check Jessica out on Instagram as well. Um, if for no other reason, just to follow her journey, it's, um, you know, I've said this before, but most of the time, the people that I have on as guests, it's very intentional. Um, and these are people that I enjoy following along the journey. And I think that you guys will as well. Um, Jessica, I, I feel like you're your journey that you put on social media is very authentic. I love that you mix your some personal with some business as well. And that's fun to me. I think that for me, it's just, I, I like, if I'm going to watch somebody's story or watch their, their, uh, their newsfeed or whatever, I, I like it to be where you can feel that I always, I like to say the heartbeat side of things, uh, but I'm also driven by business and growth. So I like to see that somebody's doing something as well. Yeah. Um, but I also like to sprinkle in real life stuff. And I think you do a wonderful job of that. And um, again, you. I just have to reiterate your, the, the title of which I did not know your business was called pivot and slay. I just knew the, the, the title of the book, but from the, from the time Danny told me that I was like, dude, this is such a great connection. So I'm so thankful for you taking the time today. I'm excited to finish the book. I I'm about halfway through what I do. I have to be honest with you. If I don't retain something fully, cause I'm an audible guy. So I'm listening when I'm driving and I've got a teenager and, and I'm on the phone, I'm a realtor. So I'm on and off the phone. So if I don't retain it, I like to go back and listen. Sometimes I listen to things two or three times until I can really soak it in. So um, I'll get all the way through it and, and I'll start back over probably a couple of times, but I love what I've heard so far. I will tell, uh, you know, to, to my friends that are here to listen, if you grab the book and you're, I don't know if you're, you know, some people are audible, some like to actually have a physical copy. It is very tactical. Um, you know, I will tell you that if you read the book, you will, you will, you will find value in that. There will be things that you'll be able to take through the book and it will help you grow, whether that's business or life. 
um, and so I, you know, I would encourage you guys to do that as well. So again, thanks for your time, Jessica. I'm excited Thank to see you. you continue to grow in your life and in your business. And thanks for being a servant leader for others as well. And thanks for being an awesome mom. Thank you so much for having me. This was a lot of fun and I'm looking forward to following your journey as well. Thank you so much. Have an awesome day. You too. All right.